Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Work From Your Happy Place, the podcast that equips you with the tools, know-how, and motivation to live your dreams and find your happy place. Be sure to sign up for our free weekly newsletter for a recap of the week's guests and a preview of what's in store. To sign up, simply text the word happy place with no space to 33444. Now, it's my pleasure to introduce the host of Work From Your Happy Place, Belinda Ellsworth. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Work From Your Happy Place. I am your host, Belinda Ellsworth, and I've got a really great show in store for you today. I have Angela Marshall with me, also known as Author Stone. She is an Augusta, Georgia native, an entrepreneur, and positive words powerhouse that utilizes her personal life experiences of struggle, strength, and success to captivate audiences and readers abroad. Author Stone is a motivational presenter, published best-selling author, columnist, ex-NFL wife, and creative writing consultant. Having struggled through a lavish but sorely lacking lifestyle as a former NFL wife, the chapter in her life provided pivotal, to use her word, wise words woman nickname. It also produced the transparency in her inspiring, inquiring minds, want to know, autobiography, reality to rags to riches, the story and life of an ex-NFL wife. Angela has been featured on the world's most influential platforms. It's my pleasure today to welcome Angela to our show. Woohoo! Wow, that's a mouthful, huh, Belinda? It was. I'm <laughs> telling you, girl. I, was like, I sound I sound pretty important. <laughs> oh, I stumbled a little bit in there, but I was like, oh, I don't want to take away from this. But it was it was uh that was uh, a powerful uh bio there. So Angela, I know that you're going to live up to it, right? Absolutely. 100%. That's the goal. All right. Well, why don't we start out then just by um, filling in some of those gaps? Like, tell us, uh, take us back in time a little bit and share your journey with us a little bit. Hey, simply stated, Belinda, I am on a global mission to encourage others to live vicariously through themselves. Uh, That's, to me, that's the ultimate happy place, not only, you know, working from your happy place, loving from your happy place, living from your happy place is living vicariously through yourself. And that's something in that world. And not just with the NFL lifestyle, but even I found before that, and obviously after, you know, our little stint with the NFL, I never, I guess, settled into enjoying life for me. You know, like I may, I allow societal pressures and standards and other people's, you know, expectations of me to set the tone for how I was living. 
And that's not a happy place. (laughs) So I think that once you learn how to just live vicariously through yourself, make decisions for yourself, learn what really makes you happy, what makes you fulfilled and have meaning, that is when you start working and living and loving and laughing, being joyful from your happy place. Absolutely. So uh, give us just a little bit of perspective and how you came to do what you do. Obviously, a lot of this was... Um, based on your bio post the NFL experience. But just give us a little history about your journey in life. Like what, uh, what led you to A, which led you to B, which led you to C of what you're doing today? Absolutely. So as you mentioned earlier, I am the former uh, wife of an uh, NFL, which is National Football League professional athlete. And during this that course, I had so many people that either would come up to me or would send me messages or just kind of, I guess, in awe of that lifestyle. And they would just assess what they thought my life was like. Because of course, TV, magazine, you know, it looks glamorous. It looks like it's just glitz. No, no, uh, no issues and no problems. So I really wanted, I set out to do the autobiography and just really on this journey to tell my story of, yes, you know, monetary, financial wise, that wasn't an issue at that particular time in our lives, but we have issues just like everyone else, which I know I'm kind of like beating the same drum, I guess, because others have said it before me and will say it after me. That is not, you know, you don't walk into these types of, of lifestyles or be a person of power or status and like all of your, your troubles go away. That's not it. So people were perceiving me as this superwoman, I guess, or this mystical, magical person that had no worries, no woes. And that was the furthest thing. Like I was really depressed. I suffered through anxiety, identity issues, all of that as an NFL wife. And of course, you know, that's supposed to be like an esteemed position. Mm-hmm. And um, or or an esteemed place, but for me, it all started in childhood. I had some abandonment, some rejection is- issues with my mom that I had had to kind of work through with therapy and whatnot, and it just kind of I guess lingered over throughout my childhood, uh, uh, teenage, adulthood, and so not defining who I was and not living vicariously through myself. All of those things played a Um, played a huge part in why I decided to just, you know, step out into the world, air my dirty laundry, I guess, if you would, and just tell my story. And then that was uh, inspiring to others and then led you where you are today. Absolutely. It was one of those things where I made, I tell you, I made a, first I wrote the book and then I put it out there because I really had no aspirations to be a speaker or, or a motivational presenter. I wanted to just write the book really to heal myself, to free myself, let them read the book, you know, and go away quietly. But Fortunately for me, and I guess with my my bubbly personality, a lot of people, a lot of organizations wanted me to actually come and speak about my journey because it's one that, you know, where I don't really talk about just uh, giving you, giving the person issues or problems that I had, but I also talk about how I overcame those obstacles and oppositions and turned them into opportunities for me 
you know, such as coming up with this platform, the story and life of an ex-NFL wife that has so many layers. It's not just about me talking about that lifestyle. Like I actually talk about what it's like being an entrepreneur, you know, being a leader in the in and, and throughout the community, being a mother, everything that I am, I share with others just, you know, with the hopes to help them to turn stumbling blocks into stepping stones. Great. Well, how's the business shaped your lifestyle today? Well, I will say this. I actually have to walk the walk now. (laughs) I have to walk the walk. (laughs) I have to talk the talk. And it's just helping me to go from, I guess, inspiration to implementation. Because a lot of times we, we know what we're supposed to do, but we put it off. But when you're under a microscope, I guess, so to speak, <laughs> because now I have a lot more eyes from social media and you know different connects all throughout the, the globe when I'm on different shows, listening and watching. So I'm real careful about uh, you know making sure that I am doing what I'm supposed to do uh, you know, for this platform. So how is, so obviously you're an ex-NFL wife, so your husband was in the NFL. So give us a insight then, this lifestyle that you led then to the rewards of your lifestyle today. Like how are okay. those different and, and what do those feel like? Okay, I will say this. During the NFL lifestyle, I didn't, I couldn't really fully enjoy it. And I know people are like, oh, what, what, what do you mean? Like, how mm-hmm. are you depressed or you have, you know, identity issues? Well, I just did. Like, I never really felt like I fit in. Now, with that being said, attending events and doing charitable work, you know, as they had it structured for the wives to do and, you know, the players, all of that was, was amazing. I, it was great exposure for our children and myself. And I met some amazing people during that time. The only thing was, is just because I had not defined who I was and what I wanted, what truly made me happy in life, didn't really know how to love myself, didn't really like myself. Mm -hmm. It made it very difficult. Now, was I navigating? It was, it was more like robotic, if you would, you know, like certain things just just are routine, like getting up, brushing your teeth or combing your hair. You just do it (laughs) automatically. And so for that lifestyle, that period of time, like what, six to seven years or six to eight years, that's more or less what it was like. I was getting up every day to really provide a life for my ex-husband at the time and for our children, not necessarily for me, but how that shaped me now into the person that I am, which, you know, goes back to one of my models and one of my uh, key topics is living vicariously through yourself. Now, I love my children, love them to life. Of course, you know, love my ex-husband at, at the time, still love him now. Um, but from the standpoint of me really learning how to love myself and live, you know, for myself, all of that, I guess, came full circle now. So now that I know who I am and I know how to work, how to live, how to love from my happy place, it's like a, it's a totally different Angela. This is the freest I have ever been in my entire life, whether I have, you know, $10 in a bank or $100 in a bank or $100,000 in a bank. I'm, I'm very, very happy and free. That's great. Let's talk about skill sets. So what everybody's got their superpowers. And so what what do you think yours are? What do you think are a couple of your really great skill sets that have helped you on this journey and helped you in your success? Two things, growing my network, and that's in authentic 
authentic network, not mm-hmm. just going into people's web or inboxes or DMs and saying, hey, have me on your show or, hey, you know, I have this or whatever. It's like it's meshing, you know, fostering really, really good connections. So growing my network in an authentic way and then also sewing into my niche. So I use the two ends, network, grow your network, and then sew into your niche. So whatever you're good at, like I'm good at speaking, I'm good at inspiring and uplifting and encouraging, I'm good at writing. So those are things that, you know, I avail myself constantly to, whether it's watching YouTube, Googling, um, self-help books, like just because I'm an author or I'm a speaker, it does not mean that I can't attend an event to help me grow or to, you know, give me a better insight to what I'm doing and why I'm doing what I'm doing. So those are the two things that have just, uh, as far as like skill sets that I've really mm-hmm. honed in on, because one, I realized that it uh, it actually does take a village and it takes a circle, a very good circle of links to help you do what you, you know, do everything that you set out to do. It's not so much as what you know, a lot of times is who you know, but you want to make sure that that is, uh, you know, an authentic relationship so that it's not, it's a win-win for, for both people. So that would that would be one. And then the other is just I'm not afraid to ask for help anymore. You know, before I was like thinking, oh, well, if I call and say, hey, I need you know, I need help with this. I, th- I thought that that was like a sign of weakness or mm-hmm. maybe I could just figure it out. But me trying to figure it out took me down all these roads of either spending, spending money that I did, spending time, spending effort. And then I still did not <laughs> come up with the proper result. So now, you know, I will raise my hand and stop and call and say, hey, Belinda, look, I had this problem today. Is there something that you can give me in your infinite wisdom or during your walk that can help me to, to get better or to overcome this issue? I think that's so important. And I think that a lot of people suffer from that. Like, we just get really hung up on, I I don't want to ask for help. I don't want to bother someone else. And I I was just saying to someone the other day is that, that that we rob other people from being able to help us when that's their superpower. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I, I really do. I always looked at it as I can figure this out, but I have also been really good about surrounding myself. But I do remember that I had a person share, you know, in never allowing anyone else to help you, you're really robbing somebody else's opportunity to give. And that was really powerful. And it's always helped me to remember not to even hesitate. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Um, yeah. To hesitate (laughs) to ask for help, not to just think, okay, I need some help. But like, you know, I, who can I reach out to today? Who, Who's going to be able to uplift me today and support me today? And I think that we need to learn to, to be vulnerable like that so that people mm-hmm. are able to help us and to be able to reach out and at the same time, you know, allow people to do that. So it's it's pretty powerful when you recognize that that is one of your great skill sets because a lot of people struggle with... I don't want to look weak, you know, that (laughs) old, old saying, and I've used it years and years ago, fake it till you make it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah. That is like the worst. I know. And advice ever. I I know. The same thing, because, of course, you know, they're the younger generation. So that's pretty big and a priority on their list. But I'm like, no, no, no. You need to get the strengths. And if you if you don't um, acquire the strength, then that's when you go to someone else 
else, a subject matter expert, we call them SMEs, and then whatever that skill set that they have that they can help you with, allow them to do that. Because you're right, I never really viewed it that way or, you know, um, perceived it that way, how you just put it, but that's absolutely correct. Allow other people to walk and to utilize their, you know, their, their talents as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So let's talk about, um, we're going to talk about accomplishments. We're going to talk about challenges. These are always things that people love to hear, but what's something yeah. that you're super proud of or that's super meaningful for you? Well, you know, every time I, I say this in an interview, people, I think they are kind of wanting me to elaborate a little more from a professional side. Mm-hmm. But for me, because I am, you know, uh, set on leaving a legacy for my children and my grandchildren, their approval, their recognition, their I'm not going to say acceptance, but their acknowledgement means a lot to me. So I think that when you have a nine-year-old that sits out in the audience and he's actually paying attention to you delivering a speech and he comes up and hugs you with the greatest arms ever and says, Nunu, because that's what my grandchildren call me. They're like, Nunu, you spoke so well. I'm so proud of you. That is my greatest accomplishment ever. Now, have I gotten emails or, you know, have, have friends and other people in, in what you would term, I guess, high places that will say, hey, you did an amazing job or, hey, I, I saw this. I just wanted to congratulate you on love all of that. But it's just something about my grandchildren and my children when they say, hey, mom, you know, hey, hey, Nunu, I, I watched your your podcast or we were in the audience and we saw, oh, my gosh, you know, you did so amazing just watching, you know, the lives and the energy, feeling the energy throughout uh, throughout the building. Uh, it, it, that's my greatest accomplishments today is just having them just really, really, uh, you know, be impacted positively by what I'm doing. It is so powerful. I know I love when people share with me, they'll be listening to my audios, but then they'll yeah. write me and say, my son was quoting you today. Like, you know, my four-year-old can finish your sentence. (laughs) But you know that when they're getting that at such a young age, that they're already learning things that is way beyond, like, their years. Like, they're going to grow up with um, a much more positive attitude and, and... and just have role models that we're, we're building into kids. And I don't know, that's pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. Well, and then you take you have to understand the dynamics of it. You have a four year old, a nine year old, a 13 year old. These are people, you know, even a 20 year old that the attention span is like what? zero to none. (laughs) And so just to know that they are listening to your podcast, like they do for you or your show, or they're listening to me when I'm speaking. I mean, that's, that's just amazing to me. So Mm -hmm. that would be my most outstanding accomplishment over the three and a half, four years that, you know, I've been walking, walking on, walking on this journey thus Mm -hmm. far. Yeah. Well, let's talk about then a challenge or obstacle. And then how do you, how you work through that? Oh, that's finances. One gazillion percent (laughs) is finances. Because obviously, you know, of course, when you're working for someone else, when you're working for a corporation or an organization, you know, you have benefits, you have a set salary, you're helping to build their dreams. So it's more of what am I trying? Oh, security. That's what Mm -hmm. I'm trying to say. It's more secure in in my uh, case anyway. So for me now, 
having to figure out, okay, I have these different skill sets, talents, and abilities. Now, how do I earn an income doing what I do, such as my book sales and then speaking opportunities, you know, investments that that go into that and training materials, just different things. How do I navigate and make that? So from month to month, it fluctuates. You know, one month I may get, I may have, you know, where I'm in the in the black and then other months I'm in the red. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just been kind of all over the place. But one thing that I've learned how to do with the finances, you know, with the finance issue is just always be aggressive, no matter how it looks, black or red on paper, be aggressive with my time, my talent and my tactics. And one of the most important things that my mentor has shared with with her mentees is, you know, don't allow circumstances or outward circumstances to change your trajectory for your business. So regardless whether I have, you know, I get a check in for twelve hundred or I don't get anything in for that month, I still need to just give my best and and give my all. So that's pretty much uh, obstacles and challenges is all centered usually around finances because everything else I can kind of manage and handle. But obviously you got to, you got to, you know, operate in this world and you can't operate majority of the time without money. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, that was pretty honest. And I think that a lot of people don't want to talk about it, but it is a, you either have time or money, you know, as an entrepreneur, it's because if you don't, if you're always saying, oh, I don't have enough time to do this or that or some of the things you want, it's because you're working so hard. And then when you do have the time, you don't have the money to go out and do the stuff you want to do. So, so it is a constant, I have found it to be this constant battle or balance of how do you balance those two things? And it, and it really is a, uh, it's a game. It's just a, it's a constant balance. The one thing that you said that I really loved, um, that I think is so powerful. And sometimes when we're talking like this and you say something really great and it's like, I always call them the gold nuggets and I like to pull them out because people miss them. You know, they're, Mm -hmm. they're listening to this and they're, they're walking on a treadmill or they're driving to work or doing whatever. And you're right. People get so distracted so easily, but (laughs) is don't let your current circumstances really change your vision of where you want to be. And I think that people get so trapped in that, that, well, here's what I am right now. And it actually becomes their reality. They start to live out. um, They behave of how they're feeling in that moment, like a scarcity mindset, or I don't have anything. I'm never going to be anything. Like, Mm -hmm. it's really important to hang on to the vision of where you see yourself and where you believe you really can go. And I loved your time, talent, and tactics. It's like, yeah, (laughs) those, that was another little gold nugget. That's when I wrote down, I wrote it down and underlined it because (laughs) that was really great. And you do have to be very careful with those and Mm -hmm. be, I loved it. You said, be aggressive with them. So be aggressive Mm -hmm. with your time, use it wisely and be aggressive with your talents. Like, 
you know, I have something to offer people. Like it is networking. Who can I reach? Who can I let yep. know that I have this amazing talent? Because you're only as good as is who knows about it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you're just afraid to sit behind the screen or if you're not availing yourself going out into your community or into the area and joining different organizations, you know, no one knows what you have or what you can do. Absolutely. So, yeah, you know, one of the things that I teach my mentees also is when you tell your mind something, it believes you. So if you tell your mind, oh, well, this is like you just mentioned, this is the only level that I can attain or I'm no good or, oh, you know, I can't do this or I can't whatever with doubt and negativity, then that's what you will receive back. That's what you will project. And so it just all of it comes full circle when you learn to really control your thinking, control your mindset, control what you speak. And then, you know, ultimately just what you believe about yourself, because if you know that what you have, whether it's product wise items or ideas and it's phenomenal and it's going to change and positively change and impact the lives for people, then you have to do the footwork and the legwork. There's there hasn't been one. Uh, I guess, powerful person or billionaire, millionaire or successful, should I say, even if it's not a lot of commas and zeros, just successful and significant person that just sits back and allows things to come to them. Like you have to continue to promote your brand, promote, you know, promote your business. And the only way to do that is by being bold. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So let's just chat about, you've already kind of given us a couple answers on this, but what does working from your happy place mean to you? Happy place is simply being my true self, always. (laughs) I'm going to always be my true self. And that's never compromising, uh, you know, my values, my standards, and then not condemning also, whether it's other people or myself. I make mistakes all the time, day in and day out. However, I believe more so in learning from the mistake, renewing it or transforming it into something that, you know, will be more meaningful for me. It'll be a lesson and then moving forward. So for me, that happy place is just always being true to myself. I guess when you look at it from my standpoint and how I lived with masks and layers on for so long, you know, just in the shadows of what other people thought I should be and look like and under this microscope being a wag, which is wives and wives and girlfriends of a professional athlete, the standards and the expectations are so, you know, it's strict. I mean, you, you're not supposed to go out the house looking like this, or you can't say this or say, it's like you're, you're constantly in this fishbowl. So now that I'm able to just show people, Hey, I'm a human. I I have issues just like everybody else. I, whether it's professionally or personally, but I'm going to always be my authentic self. I'm going to be true to myself. I mean, if I'm not, who who will be? Right. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Great. Um, so what advice would you give to others who want to be entrepreneurs who are thinking, I, I think I have something to offer and I really want the freedom and all of this sounds amazing. How do you how do I do this? Well, I probably would say was three things in particular. I'll start out with what does your business model look like? 
you know, uh, you have to have a business model. Mine, of course, was the grow network and sow into your niche. But what's your business model? And then you've got to be true to it. You have to be deliberate to that particular business model. I think also another, uh, I guess, nugget of truth would be be ready under every circumstance as personally and professionally for your drive, your determination and your destination to be tested on a regular basis. Because anytime you're trying to do something grand or you're trying to do something good, there's always going to be, I guess, um, you know, pitfalls or there's going to be mountains that you have to climb and valleys that you have to try to climb out of. And so you have to understand that that is not a sign of weakness. It's not a sign of failing or failure. It's not a sign of, you know, woe is me. Let me have this pity party and this pity parade. You dig deeper because success is a dish served only to the bowl. Wow, that's awesome. (laughs) And what new and exciting things are you working on right now that our listeners might uh, be interested in? And then where can they find you? Absolutely. I am working on my fourth book, which it is a book with inspirational, motivational um, sayings and quotes that I've put out over the last couple of years. As I mentioned, I have so many people that have told me that my words, work and wisdom impact them. You know, it influences them to just be their better selves and be their blessed selves. So I'm working on that book as well as just really trying to continue getting my, uh, putting my platform out there so that I can go from local to global to international. So those are things, you know, within my business model that I'm trying to put out there and have a greater impact, not just for women empowerment, but just empowerment in, in general. I have a phenomenal lead program for the youth, which is ages six to 17. And lead stands for listen, education, ambition, and determination. So now, Now, you know, everything that I uh, learned or should have learned during my childhood, but I've I've learned on this this end, I'm taking it back to them. And so I will be growing that program, which is, you know, the lead program. And then uh, obviously just being in service to others, making sure that I have those connections and I have, you know, build a a really, really good network of of people that want to just push their purpose and and push their their businesses, uh, you know, forward. Anyone that is looking to reach out to me or connect, connect with me, I'm on every social media outlet known to man. And that's literally that's Facebook, IG, LinkedIn, Twitter, on the internet. I have my personal website, which is www.inotherwordsbystone.com. Or you can just Google, you can Google Angela Marshall. And, you know, I'll be more than happy to anything that I can do to to be in service. Or if you want to purchase a book or whatever, uh, just reach out to me. I'm, I'm always open to connecting fostering genuine, (laughs) genuine relationships, uh, you know, and partnerships. Well, fantastic. Well, Angela, you've been delightful today. So many uh, little gold nuggets of pearls of wisdom. (laughs) It was amazing. And I just love your attitude. It's been um, 
It was really great today. It was really great for me today. So I want to personally thank you for that. And I just want to remind all of our listeners that each and every single one of our interviews are different. We talk to so many different people from so many different walks of life. And they're all inspiring, encouraging. You can learn from them. You can gain wisdom from them. And you can also just be inspired and motivated. And I encourage you to subscribe to Work From Your Happy Place so that you don't miss a single episode. So Angela, once again, thank you so much for being our guest today. Hey, thank you for having me and for all of your listeners out there. Work from your happy place. Live vicariously through yourself. (laughs) All right. Thanks for joining us at Work From Your Happy Place. If you like what you hear, please share it with your friends and be sure to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher. For a free gift on finding your own happy place, please visit workfromyourhappyplace.com and click on the free audio button. Thanks again for listening.